welcome to an underground version of the Play It As Alive podcast as we hide from this world pandemic that goes on around us. But we're so bored that we decided to give you a podcast right here, right now. Uh, we apologize for last week. Uh, we were on the cusp of a beautiful, fantastic podcast. And then we dropped the ball because we were thoroughly enjoying uh, our spring breaks. Uh, so sorry for that. But here's the thing. Expect maybe another podcast this week. We'll never know. Uh, I don't have classes. Frank doesn't have classes. And, uh, you know, yeah. So, Frank, how are you enjoying your coronacation? My coronacation is going quite swell, I guess you could say. Uh, what's funny is the episode that we recorded would have ended up just being completely redundant and a non sequitur because all of the college basketball content we had planned in the episode uh, just a day after we recorded or less, less than what, a day or two after recorded, um, everything was canceled. Uh, the entire sports world has been flipped upside down on its head. And so all the content we talked about in the episode wouldn't have made any sense, and it wouldn't have mattered. I'd just like to say that one of the few championships that managed to go through the Patriot League was finished by the Colgate Raiders, just like I predicted on the podcast that didn't come out. Um, just so you know, Colgate. Thanks to you. You would have been great in the tournament. I'm so sad to not see you continue playing. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get right into that. About Let's talk about the sports that have been canceled, starting with, obviously, March Madness. Like, not even postponed. It's been canceled. We will not be getting any more college basketball until next season. It's, it's, it's that, sad. It sucks. It really sucks. It feels like they could have... It feels like they really could have just postponed it, and... I know I, the argument that's been floating around on Twitter is they could still have Selection Sunday just to vindicate, you know, the team's success, different successes over the season for teams and just show which teams actually made the tournament and have all the seating planned out. Because then, then at that point, you could reasonably just have the tournament whenever and you already have all the seating and stuff. I mean, like you said, they decided to just cancel it outright. And it's hard to blame them for that, but at the same time, feels like they could have gotten away with just postponing it because even if you postpone it, you can still decide to cancel it anyways. But yeah, I know. I mean, it kind of sucks. I, you know, it especially sucks for those seniors. You know, I, I that's that's the most heartbreaking thing I think to all of this is you know, especially being fans from those teams in the Big Ten that usually are captained by one big senior. Seeing a guy like Cassius Winston never play another game of basketball, I was so excited to see his swan song this year. And uh, it, well, it must be heartbreaking for them. Do you think there's any way that they could grant seniors like that eligibility for another season? Or, I mean, there's no way, right? I think the NBA, the NCAA is a little bit too much of a stickler into their rules about that. And I just don't see them doing that. It, it really would be a, a very nice gesture if. And obviously, you know, they're still working towards maybe bringing something back. I know they were talks earlier about like maybe doing a only 16 competition, but I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. And also, uh, to what you were speaking of earlier, they actually announced earlier on ESPN that they have no plans to re-release the bracket, which which sucks. You know, that would have been at least nice. Wouldn't would have given us something to talk about? Yeah, and then at the very least, I mean, you're the fan. College basketball fans still have something to look forward to. I mean, they can still fill out their brackets and whatnot um, and still have the tournament challenge and stuff like that. It wouldn't mean that much because you wouldn't actually find out the results of any of those games, but it'd be better than not having anything. 
But um, like I was saying about the eligibility, I think you're probably right. Like that seems like a long shot because then you get in the whole issue of the NCAA setting setting a precedent where, I mean, obviously there's no precedent for the coronavirus, but still I don't think they want to set the precedent where they just totally bend their own rules uh, in such a drastic manner because then further down the line people would be able to point back to, oh, well, you did it this one time, so, you know, why can't you just do it again or something like that? It seems like the NCAA wouldn't want to get stuck in a situation like that. As usual for the NCAA is uh, is a bad move. It was, but before March Madness was canceled, you know, it'd be reminisced if we didn't talk about a certain individual. Um, I'm not going to say his name. I'll let you handle that. But a certain individual who started this domino effect and single-handedly canceled sports. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, we're talking for the uh, seven-foot-one center. Uh, from the country of France, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, and All-Star from this season. We're first ca- talking about Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz. You, you hate to see it. Like, there's no more genuine better use of that sentence than, than what Rudy Gobert's situation is. You know, he comes onto this interview, he rubs all the mics, and now that Donovan Mitchell has it, it it's, it's become such a, an effect that not just that he's infected other people's within his own locker room, Everyone has now had to been tested. You recently just told me that Rudy, uh, that uh, Serge Ibaka, who was guarding him that night, uh, would go on to be tested negative, which is good for uh, Sarah Ibaka. Um, but it, it's really set off the effect that because of that incident, now we are seeing that the NBA has been postponed until at least March or until April, which means we could get little to no uh, regular season basketball anymore, uh, which is fantastic as a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies, but uh, terrible for literally. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you know, Rudy, uh, we wish you well. But uh, really, you did it. You, you did it. You stopped sports. You you done messed up. Uh, as of now, seeing how the NBA is postponed and may not play regular season, we could declare an MVP. We could. We could. You got what? What's your first gut feeling of MVP? Um. Well, I think the coronavirus is definitely shooting up the MVP ladder. Um, you know, if you're talking about most games influenced. That's that no one in the world has ever beaten coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, is there a player right now who's more valuable than the coronavirus? Man, you're right. There really isn't. Coronavirus NBA MVP, Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. It's looking out to be a good award show this year. Right. Um, but all things considered, virus. Because I think you said Adam Silver said. They're going to postpone for at least 30 days, right? Right, uh, up until, uh, you know, parts of April. Yeah, so if that's true, I think it's very unlikely that 30 days passes and all of a sudden um, the situation improves enough to where they would feel comfortable starting the season again. But if for some reason in 30 days they decide they want to start playing games again, then the conversation becomes... Do they want to pick up right where they left off and just make up for lost time? Or are they going to go straight into the playoffs and just end the regular season um, altogether? And that is a, a tricky situation in and of itself, you know? Yeah, definitely. And 
I think it it really is just such a tricky situation, and as you mentioned earlier, you know, such a so unprecedented. Like this, this is insane. Oh, we're we're in uncharted waters. We are, We've, and Adam Silver's these waters have never been tested, never. And Adam Silver's leading this down the water, and uh, I'm I'm hoping he makes the right decisions. Uh, but you know, I, oh, I think... uh, he will. I'm confident he will. Like that dude, if he's not the best commissioner in all of professional sport. In all of professional sports, I mean, he's one of them. Like that, is there a bad decision that he's made since he's become commissioner? No, I think bookend to bookend, he's had a uh, good reign since uh, since David Stern. Yeah, he's a great commissioner, but this is going to be tough because if you pick up right where you left off, then that's going to push the season presumably into July, August, and then you would have to push back the start of next season because you can't just start uh, the 2020-2021 season in October because then you basically have no offseason. And also, you got to think about the NBA draft and all the rookie mini mini camps and stuff like that because there's going to be layover in that scenario. So what seems more likely is that they would just start the postseason right away and then just can't and then just cancel the end of the regular season. But then that's gonna leave a lot of people upset. Um, like you mentioned, the Grizzlies, who are in the eighth seed in the West, but you have teams like the Pelicans and Trailblazers, and they would presumably be upset that, you know, they didn't get a shot at the playoffs. And all all their fans would be upset as well. And you would hope that there would at least be some understanding that this was the right that going straight into the playoffs was the right decision, but you know how fans are and you know how players are. No one's going to be 100% on board with that. So maybe they could do like some sort of playing tournament, which I know is actually floated around um, as a potential idea anyways. I don't know if they'd be able to implement something like that right away, but yeah, you know, there's no right answer. Um, And it's just going to, it's just a wait and see kind of thing. There are so many issues with each and every one of them, and most of them probably going to be like the need to get so many teams agreeing. But I think by far their worst decision would be to resume those games. And, you know, again, it might be a little biased. I really would like to see my Grizzlies in the playoffs. But I, I just think it would be so idiotic to have these players playing well into June, starting the playoffs in July, and then the finals being like the final, if it went to game seven, would be played on like August 12th. That, that would yeah. be. Yeah. They can't do that. There's no way. Yeah, and the season starting in late September, it, it I don't think it would work out well, and I think it's a player safety issue. I, I just I just can't see that happening. I like the idea of a playing tournament, and because we are in such uncharted waters, I could see Adam Silver floating it. Uh, he has been noted of saying that he likes that kind of idea of getting all those teams in, and especially with how close a lot of these parts are, especially between the the Western eighth seed between the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Pelicans, and the Kings and Spurs right behind them. Yeah, so, I mean, the original idea, I think it was, I don't know if it was right before the season or earlier at the beginning of the season, they, um, ESPN came out with a report with that the NBA was considering some changes and adding new features into the league, and one of those was this play-in tournament, and I think the original idea was that Seeds eight through eleven or eight through twelve, um, in each conference would have the playing tournament, and then whoever wins that gets the final playoff spot. So I mean, you could do that, and you could do the Celtics, the Pistons, and the Raptors. And you mentioned Serge Ibaka is one player 
who got tested because obviously he had played and had con- he played against and had contact with Rudy Gobert um, especially, well, just a few days prior to AHC, when Gobert was actually kind of diagnosed. But so luckily, Ibaka tested negative, kind of like you said. It, in the East, but all these teams, I mean, they're self-quarantining. And, the Hornets, and I wouldn't be surprised to see at least another player or two recently. Um, well, I guess pop up, up now. They really are and they end up actually them. testing positive uh, themselves. The the Hopefully that doesn't happen, but... You know, with the way that we've seen this virus is spreading uh, in general, it's good for the Hornets. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising would be to see that happen. Tournament. So I, Hopefully I think, not. I think the issue there is just because uh, it would be difficult to seed. Because, yes, it would be good for teams in the West, but teams in the East might think it's a little bit unfair. So I don't so, know if we'll be able to serve it up this season, Well, Rudy Gobert is a good proponent. It's so he's later, obviously the, the easiest target right of, now. You know, this because, would be a good idea getting into And this is the conversation. This is the ultimate point that, that you need to come to is is it fair to be mad at him because on one on one side of the argument he didn't know that he was sick and that's the thing with this virus is that you can be infectious for days on end before you actually start seeing symptoms so before that thunder game he was questionable with illness but when he when there was the incident where he touched all the microphones at the press conference on March 9th, that was two days before he was diagnosed. And obviously, I guess at that point, he didn't know he was sick. And it could have been anyone, right? But still, I mean, this virus has a face now, at least in the sports world. And it that face is Rudy Gobert. And you can look at him and say that he was the reason yeah, that the NBA was Rudy, suspended. Donovan Mitchell. And because the NBA said, was suspended, all these other star. leagues took the same it's route. So I'm personally, I mean, I'm upset at him. And I know you feel the same way, right? Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it it was just only a matter of like, it's only a matter of time before someone got it. And and I know we saw, you'll have, you'll have to remind me who it was specifically. There was a soccer player overseas who he got the virus before Rudy Gobert. Is that right? Mm. Uh, I can't. Are we gonna? Uh, yeah, it's a hard decision now whether to keep slandering Rudy Gobert.
Yeah, and it just goes to show that, I mean, in our every, everyday lives, it's easy for us to view these athletes as being above regular people, and the same goes for celebrities and actors. But now we've seen multiple athletes get this virus, and then unfortunately we also saw Tom Hanks, one of the most accomplished actors in the entire world. Him and his wife also contract the virus while shooting a movie uh, down in Australia. So, you know, at the end of the day, these people are regular, regular citizens, just like us. And when you have something like a global pandemic breakout, it just goes to remind you that at the end of the day, we are all on equal footing, for better or for worse. But so ultimately, I mean, Rudy Gobert probably doesn't deserve all the hate that he's getting, but now this is going to attach to him. Um, no pun intended, attach, uh, like the virus, but this is going to attach to him for the I rest mean, of his career, right? No one's going to ever forget this. Sad result. That video but of him touching Gobert, the microphones. Real. I mean, like that's going to stick with him days, forever. We would have played about and 13 more NBA games. And that's just crazy to think about. Man, taking a swipe at D'Angelo Russell out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, so over in Syria, um, one of their center backs, uh, Daniela Rugani, uh, actually um, tested positive for it. And because pretty much solely of but him, like, the entire team had to go into It's different. I know what you're saying about D'Angelo Russell, but it's before. different because um, but actually, he's going to be looked at as the guy who was responsible for the end of, that, you know, of, an, of weeks the, of basketball. Whole, like, uh, he's the reason that, that the NBA suspended an entire season and potentially messed up an entire calendar year. And it could, as we say, it could have messed up the start of next year. We're starting to see that a lot. Right, so it's a little lot different, but I know what you're saying. Uh, like Europe, the stigma England, uh, was one of the last leagues. Off off the court stigmas exist for other English players too, but this uh, one is going to be monumental. Arteta, um, tested positive because he had contact with the owner of a Greece team, uh, Olympiakos, who also owns a team in England. So not only has he spread it into both of his teams, he's also spread it against the people he's played against Arsenal and many of the players they've met there. So there's a lot of fear uh, right now going around with, you know, just like in the NBA, a lot of major league talented players contracting this uh, possibly deadly disease for them. So you're saying he was the sacrificial lamb, so to speak. Whoa. Well, I mean, if you look at it that way, then, you know, Rudy Gobert did a service uh, for everyone. But at the same time, a lot of people won't look at it that way. And most people aren't looking at it that way. But it's just one of those things. But I just want to say when the NBA season, if it comes back or next year, whenever the Jazz play again, you know players are going to be coming straight at Rudy Gobert. Like... Russell Westbrook or LeBron, like if they get a chance on a fast break yeah. to dunk uh, on Rico Bear, in the no hesitation. Forever. They're going to go for that, regardless of how good he is on defense. Do you think he'll be booed by fans? 
That's int- that's an interesting thought. <laughs> so if the NBA season does come back, then you'll have a a playoff series in the West between the Jazz and uh, it the Thunder. Is, but in the yeah, same way, the Thunder, you know, uh, the Angelo Russell, will the fifth be always remembered. So I was, I was thinking it was the Rockets, maybe the because the Rockets and Thunder have and the like, same the record. Same way that in a Rockets Jazz series, especially now after all that, uh, you know, all, was, after all that's happened, would be just incredibly entertaining. You know, because uh, you I'm know, just, Jazz fans don't like Russell Westbrook. You know, Rudy Gobert. Russell Westbrook hates Jazz fans for a long time. And then you add in the Rudy Gobert factor. You've got a few other people. You've got Tom Hanks. You know, it it. It's a club. Um, I I wouldn't take. I would have taken the Jazz, maybe, but I, I can't imagine they would win. Now I just think they're they would be deflated as a team, and I think the other team would have way more motivation uh, to just come out there and and crush Rudy Gobert. Well, if well, if it's the Thunder, because the Thunder are currently would be the team that plays the Jazz, I would probably say Thunder and six. But if it was the Rockets, I, and I agree maybe with you. five. I think Rudy Gobert is maybe you know, six. It's not though. great for him. But, but let me let me just lay out know, the fact. If we'll just have to wait and see and see if it happens. Games later, the Los Angeles Lakers. But no coronavirus in four. That's if all I know. LeBron James had a clean a clean sweep. There'd be a cure by now. By the way. But all I'm saying is the you coronavirus know, you, you is really the, the Thanos of yeah, there, there the are sports some good world. News, you know, if we had went any longer, there would have been more players with it. Another important thing to note here is that while we are so I'm saying Rudy in the Gobert midst of losing LeBron all these sports over the next few weeks and months, we still have the NFL uh, to a certain extent. So that at least can keep us somewhat sane because I think the NFL came out today or yesterday that. Um, they're not going to be pushing back the start of the league year, and they're still going to have free agency start um, next week on on the 18th. Um, so we still have that going for us, which will be entertaining to follow. You know, Oh, and fully expect teams to like people to be wearing masks at jazz games next year. Well, no team would want to sign with the team from New York. I mean, no team was going to want to sign with the Giants or Jets, anyways. Um, But now that New York is like a hot spot for the coronavirus, awful people yelling. Well, Greg Olson signed with the Seahawks, but you got to wonder if he would have still signed with them, like now. Now that he knowing that, um, you know, he might get coronavirus if he goes there. Well, it's an interesting thought because with free agency, you have all these player meetings and you have a lot of you have a lot of players moving around the country all at once and you have these face to face meetings. So is it is that going to still happen or? Is it just all going to be remote? Like you, who, the team's just going to be in contact with players strictly over the phone? We'll give, we'll give. I you guess so, right? Home court. There, they get the fourth. 
Uf. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Because they haven't I don't think they've announced so how anything how, specifically well, how with you know, the draft, your, right? But I mean four, that's gonna five, happen. They're six. gonna have to they're gonna have to alter everything. Yeah, I really hope it does. Um, <laughs> coronavirus, coronavirus in one took the whole league. Well, what I could see them doing maybe is having no Give fans. Them, take it away. Because that would eliminate the majority of the large crowds you'd have. Because with players, I mean, there's only a certain amount of players that get invited to the green room. And it's only the players who are almost guaranteed to go in the first round. So what, you'd be looking at 20 to 30 players? So maybe they could just do that. But they're definitely not going to have fans there. For, like, no way. Yeah, but you got to wonder how many players are going to be willing to commit to, like, to, like, long contracts, especially for, like, at least a full year in cities that they can't go and visit. Yeah, like, it's if true. I'm, um, if I'm a free agent, so yeah, I mean, I guess I, the more, more like the scenario is York and, uh, that the draft I, happens and it's just live streamed with Goodell announcing the picks, I guess, from an undisclosed location. Maybe just like his bedroom. Maybe he's just chilling. What was good for him is that now he won't have to get booed by all the fans like he does every year. They should. Uh, you know, uh, Greg, Olson, Greg Olson has not conformed nor denied that he has coronavirus. Just saying. In fact, I think maybe that they'll implement some artificial cheering and clapping just as a joke, just to boost his ego a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it is worth noting, though, that I know a lot of teams around the NFL have started, um, at least for the next two weeks, they've closed their team facilities, and they're yeah, just I instructing mean, all of their their staff to just work from home. The draft. And then, obviously, the they're telling be, players uh, not Roger to come Mills, in and work out or train or anything like that. And so it's like not like the NFL is like doing nothing. Sitting on their couches um, and teams are going to call them. But, you know, where they're at in the offseason, in the early stages... Um, this isn't the worst time, and like if this have if this whole coronavirus thing happened a little bit later, right when they're trying to start off season training and in the rookie mini camps and OTAs, uh, actually, then uh, Ian Rappaport uh, came. You out would really have saying that the draft uh, a sticky situation, and you still could if the issue extends into the summer. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Deadline, which was April seventeenth. Uh, sports leagues so i mean I, they are still giving themselves time i believe but i like like you said i don't i don't see a way in which we'll get 30 days from now and say yeah everything's fine now and uh, you know i'd love i'd love to see the draft but i just don't see a way that it's still going to take place in its present format uh, the swing of things was that was that a pun i heard 
this is the single worst thing that's happened in baseball since about a month or two ago <laughs> with the Astros cheating scandal. Yeah, but don't forget the way that they're this year they were going to be on the on the fountain of the blood. Yeah, maybe maybe people will just forget that the Astros cheated. They probably won't. It was supposed to be the most extravagant draft ever. I just it'd be such a waste of time for everyone if they just did it with no fans. Also, it's not just the those players. It would also be Goodell, his staff, um, a representative from at least each team. But not you. you. You won't forget about it. So we've been without sports for like a week now. I want to know how you've been holding up. What's keeping you sane? Because this is obviously a sports betting podcast, and we have had nothing to bet on. Uh, I'd be disappointed if the NFL didn't artificially insert some booze just to make it feel authentic. I would be surprised if he did if he doesn't make a joke about that that he's not getting booed at some point in the draft. I would you know I'd put money on it. That's brilliant. That's amazing. Uh yeah, pictures of uh happy Raiders fans all around him. So I saw um people on Twitter are petitioning for so remember ESPN is supposed to release uh, the the Last Dance, the documentary on Michael Jordan, they're supposed to release it in June. So I saw a lot of people are petitioning for them to just go ahead and release it now, because obviously with no sports on, there's really nothing to watch. And all these sports fans, there's yeah, I mean ESPN's still airing like First Take, and they still have their radio shows, and then they still have Sports Center. But there's nothing really for these TV hosts to talk about. So I am on the train that they should go ahead and release the Michael Jordan documentary because it would be extremely entertaining to watch. And I think it would do incredible yeah, could, in the ratings uh, you know, if they released the it right exact now. The terrible situation you're describing is what's currently going on with the MLB, right? They, they literally just had to cancel their whole offseason program. They're delaying the start of their season. This is, this is a nightmare for baseball. Uh, you know, they're they they just started getting into the swing of things, and they're already back out. The swing of things. and Kobe too. Uh, you know, it was uh, as coronavirus hits a home run to shut down another. Yeah, league, so ESPN, MLB, if you're listening, uh, you know, just do the sports out. world a favor. We're all hurting right now, and there's nothing to watch on TV. So we know you care about your money, and your ratings are going to be plummeting. Yeah. So. For the greater if good, anything, it's actually everyone good news involved. For baseball that they let's, uh, uh, don't just have push the start date. About them for a while. Uh, push the release date on that documentary up. Huh? What, what do you say? You can always help. Uh, like we were talking about, you know, uh, D'Angelo Russell. No one really remembers his uh, his uh, locker room uh, thing now. He's changed his hair. He got tattoos. He has a whole new persona, uh, and people forget about it. So you know, this too may pass. But Rotom, yeah, the I, news uh, told the me that the Russell, world's ending. Uh, uh, should be more remembered. So as I have the, to listen to that. Them. Asshole.
Uh, you know, I, I sent you a video on uh, just overall who wins the most from all of this kids in a frat room uh, betting on two games of 2K. Because, uh, you know, if you just leave your, your console on, uh, the 2K game Big will just winners. play a quick two-minute Yeah, game. I mean, the, the Grizzlies yeah. would definitely yeah, be betting one. on who would win uh, the game. Um, and, uh, yeah. We talked about the Astros that, well, that a little bit. Two hours today. Maybe, um, maybe that whole thing will just kind of, uh, kind of smooth out and fly people. over. Uh, also, some Madden. Um, Honestly, I'm because the coronavirus is sucking all the oxygen out of the metaphorical room. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Big winner. It's hard to say because it seems like right now, almost everyone's a loser. But at yep. the end of the day, you know, as long as we stick together. And we're vigilant and persistent. Um, that's that's the winner, you know. The winner is the friends that we make along the way in our combined efforts to combat the coronavirus. So the winner, I'll say, is friendship. And uh, yeah, the winner is friendship. And, you know, hopefully this won't be our final podcast, but we're going to be we're going to be hard pressed to find some content to talk about moving forward. Oh, for sure. But it's like the only major thing. Expect right a lot of NFL it, talk it, it would because be that's really the only thing to talk um, about right now. Especially with such a great topic um, with all the effort. But we won't stop. You know, every this coronavirus, it, where it, flat, it, can, it can come for the boomers. Out. Or it can come for whoever, Pippen, but it cannot then, take uh, down Krzyzewski, the and play it as it lies over podcast. to like Dennis Rodman. It's incredible. Like I'm so interested here. And Kobe, I'm so interested to hear all of so your opinions. So if, on uh, the, if the coronavirus is listening to this episode right now, go away. If you, you know, if you hear us, uh, Michael Eichner, uh, you can do this, please. Man, you know, but that, you can find me at Frank JP Zero or at CDC. As I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, you know, shit just happens. Uh, you know, we're it's not a world war, and we're not we're not in the Great Depression. We might be soon, uh, but hopefully not. No, you better you better beat the crowds. Uh, and it just might be. Listen, uh, my last note um, that I'll say is that, I'm gonna ask you, Frank, you know, a PSA to everyone listening. Any, wash your hands. You know, not even just uh, self distance yourself who, from others. Self quarantine if you have to. From, from all this. Just yeah, uh, just don't touch there, microphones but, uh, and don't touch you know, other people's who's, stuff. Who's the win- big winner? Corona. Uh, like Rudy Gobert. Don't be Rudy Gobert. Right. Bonjour. Like you know, I had and we we big winners. No matter what we come out saying, we were in a playoff spot.
the winner is friendship. And everyone, I want you to remember that from this podcast. And I, I think that's a wonderful way to wrap this week's podcast. Hey, nothing ever will, except for our spring break last week. Fuck off. Well, you know, uh, for any more uh, great uh, sports information that will totally find a way to find something to post, uh, you can find us at the at Play It Pod on Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Rodham Kaufman, R-T-M-K-A-U-F-M-A-N. And Frank, where can they find you for more coronavirus information? Uh, yes. Well, you know, I got to go stock up. Uh, got to buy a whole lot of toilet paper for some reason. Uh, still don't understand that one. But uh, yeah, Frank, got to, you know, got to hope. Meyer, you better stay stocked. Au revoir.